It's our favorite time of the week as Raider great and radio analyst Lincoln Kennedy joins us on Unnecessary Roughness. And Lincoln Kennedy will be joining us in a matter of minutes. My man DeMond Cotton back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio is uh, efforting him right now. We definitely do appreciate those efforts. So I can't wait to talk with Lincoln Kennedy, talk about this matchup, talk about everything going on with the Indianapolis Colts. And as we close out our number two, I'll talk about Jeff Saturday and Jim Irsay and all that and how that whole hiring. Let me, let me make it perfectly clear. I have nothing against Jeff Saturday at all. Jeff Saturday took an opportunity that was given to him and, and – you know, hey, I hope it works out for him. I hope he's very successful at it. I have no ill will towards him. But I understand what Amber Theo Harris, who was our guest yesterday, said and thought that it was pretty disrespectful to the rest of the guys that have been grinding and been in the trenches and been working their tails off, not only with the Colts, but throughout the rest of the league that are trying to get opportunities to be on the sideline. And they're not given an opportunity. And all of a sudden, some guy who was at ESPN, uh, you know, breaking down film, and I know he knows what a locker room's like, and I know he's been, you know, to the Super Bowl. He's been there, done that. He's got Hall of Famers. I mean, he, he said that, right? But the, he's, he's got no experience whatsoever. So the guys that are grinding, trying to get that spot and trying to get an opportunity to showcase what they can do, those are the ones that I feel for. I, I have nothing against Jeff Saturday at all. Matter of fact, I, I hope the best for him because I think he seems like a pretty good dude, and from everyone we've talked to, is very well respected across the NFL. So let's, let's let me make that uh, 100% clear. Six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. That's the text line uh, coming up at four thirty. Matt Roberts, Baylor associate director of athletics, will join the show. We'll be talking with uh, Fred Hickman as he passed away yesterday. A uh, hell of a sportscaster. Uh, had good interactions with J T. The Brick. Had great interactions with multiple uh, people across the sports world, and just a, a really good dude and a guy that I never knew personally, but a guy that I wish I knew personally. A guy that uh, I was able to watch, similar to Stuart Scott, one of the guys that I grew up just kind of watching and and respecting and. Um, idolizing somewhat from a distance, right? Just being able to say, that dude's got it. That dude could figure it out. And so uh, it was really cool when I saw that story from JT the Brick uh, about the interaction that he had with Fred and uh, how they actually had an opportunity to talk about uh, you know, the, the, the debate that JT was having on the air and Fred actually called in to defend himself. And I would love to hear that. And my, my guy, Bobby, uh, actually sent me a text and said that uh, he was running the boards uh, that night when that interaction happened and he's going to look for the sound bite to that. I would love to hear that interaction back and forth again. Two respectable dudes uh, just talking sports and, and, and you know, discussing their, uh, their differences with a, a certain, a certain uh, happening. So uh, that's coming up at 4.30. Matt Roberts, Baylor Associate Director of Athletics, talking all things Fred Hickman. But right now, join us on the phone line. As promised, every Tuesday and Thursday, we have Lincoln Kennedy. And Lincoln, thanks so much for the time this afternoon, my man. And before I even get into the game with the Colts, I mean, Darren Waller's on IR, Hunter Renfro's on IR. It's just a lot of moving and shaking with this Raiders roster. What did you think when you saw those two guys hit IR today? It sounds like a fire cell. With Blake Martinez retiring, it sounds like a fire cell. And I don't know if the, if the Raiders are reloading or have bigger plans, have washed the season away. But, you know, it's, it's unfortunate because, you know, we're talking about Darren Waller. You heard him about being on the trading block or possibly being on the trading block. And then, you you know, Hunter Renfro is, is a big loss as well because this receiving core hasn't really done or lived up to the expectations. So there's a lot going on with the Raiders right now. It's hard to put in perspective exactly what they're doing until you see the final product. When you're in the locker room and all of a sudden this is happening around you, what are your thoughts? 
Do I need to look into the transfer portal? <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking about that portal a lot, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man. Uh, you know what? It, it, it's, it's hard to see the direction. See, this, this is the difficulty with it, guys. There's been so much turnover since the Raiders have moved from Oakland to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. You've gone through two coaches. You've gone already in your second coach. And, you know, the, you turned over the roster before they made the move to Oakland. It was a younger roster. And now you've got, you know, new coaching staff. Honestly, in my opinion, a lot of the players that are on this, this team don't necessarily gel with the ideology the coaching staff has. So there's a lot to be, you know, to be looked for or to thought of. So I, I don't, I, it's hard for me to put my finger on the process right now because, I mean, we're midway through the season. You've seen so many changes from releases to IRs, everything else. Lincoln Kennedy is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. My man, DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, Lincoln, I'm sure you probably didn't see it, but Jonathan Abram, you know, they, he had a scrum a little bit at his locker in Green Bay, and he was happy as a clam. I mean, showing all of his teeth. And it <laughs> made me think of what you just said about the players not meshing with the ideology of this new staff. But how does this team come together? Because players are still playing for their next contract or even more, playing for the next team. And I'm not saying that the season's over because they're mathematically still in it, but how do these players still rally around and, like you said, a fire sale, but still play for for, you know, the season? Well, to be honest with you, DeMond, I don't know. I don't know if they can. I mean, they haven't come together yet. I don't know what's going to turn it around. When you start losing stars, when you start putting guys on IR, then you're, you're, you're losing a lot of your identity. And, of course, this identity hasn't even been established yet, in my opinion. So, um, you know, there, there's still a lot that's going on, a lot to be desired. And, look, we've seen flashes at time, but it's hard to put it together what you're going to see through as the season progresses because we still got a lot of football left to be played. But right now, you're losing stars by the wayfall. Yeah, no, they really are. And, Lincoln, we talked earlier this week about, you know, Darren Waller being out and how much this offense was missing him. Now with Waller out officially for at least four games, and, and he already missed three, man, we know Hunter's going to be out for at least four games. Even if you're looking towards the future, how, how much does this slow this team down from even just trying to gel and learn, learn this system of Josh McDaniels? Well, it, you look, again, you, you're supposed to – coaches are supposed to coach the person that they have to, to – gel in their system, not the opposite way around. Right. right. So you're supposed to coach whatever you can to get the best out of these guys, and you're going to have to you're going to have to find that. Whether it's you know you know whomever it might be, somebody's going to have to stand up and help out Devontae Adams on the outside of the receiving core. You're going to have to find a way to get that. You're going to have to find a way to get some help at linebacker position because we see how they're they're lacking there. So I mean, there's a lot of pieces that are going on moving forward. You can't just put it all on Josh Jacobs. You can't just put it all on Derek Carr or this offensive line. It's got to be a team game. And right now, this team is in shatters. Yeah, no, it really is. It's, uh, we've had a lot of questions around here. Uh, I asked Jason Horowitz, your broadcast partner, earlier, at what point in the season did he you know, feel things start to slip away? And I know last week we, or at, earlier this week we asked you, and you said, hey, I still believe in this team. But when did it start slipping? When did you start feeling it slip a little bit? The moment I didn't see Darren Waller make an effort to get back into the game. That was uh, against that, 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 was that against that, that, Kansas City. Kansas City, Kansas City. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And they talked about a hamstring, and then three weeks later, he's still out. Right. So, and that that that's when I felt it, it was slipping. Talking right now with Lincoln Kennedy here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty unnecessary roughness. So, as far as this game, because Lincoln, they've got nine of them left. As far as this game goes, how do you think they attack this Colts defense? That's really good. <laughs> Your question is good. That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know what you have left in the tank. Let's face it. You know, this 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 offense has, has been – I didn't expect them to get shut out against New Orleans. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you talk about this offense, I didn't expect them to get shut out in the second half uh, of, the, of the, the, the Jaguars game. But when you talk about it, you know, how to generate offense, 
you're going to have to really come up with some some key plays and 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 be creative because it's already been uh, part of the, the 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 look where you you've been predictable if you know what i mean so um there there are a lot of things to be desired and to answer your question i don't know i don't know what we're going to expect for the remaining nine games from this team i don't know what we're going to see what we're going to expect i don't even know who we are right now like i said they they lack identity there are a number of things that are lacking with this team and i don't know how you build it when you put stars on ir yeah lincoln so i've got to ask i mean just looking forward to this colts game is this just going to be one of the games where the raiders offense just says josh jacobs take us home well, if it's not, it's really sad. I mean, you talk about a team in disarray and, and dysfunction. It doesn't get any worse than the Colts, right? Um, you know, right. Uh, hiring a, 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 an ESPN analyst to become your interim head coach, I mean, it doesn't get any worse. And you talk about the guys they have on IR. So I'm hoping that we can see a good performance. I'm hoping that we can see four quarters of performance to give Raider Nation some hope for the rest of the season. Lincoln, let me let me go to that Jeff Saturday hiring right now. We were just talking about that before uh, before you came on, and uh, Amber Theo Harris, who joined us yesterday, she was very adamant about you know she didn't think it was right that he just got handed that job. Nothing against him because he's a great guy, but just the fact that there's so many guys, so many coaches grinding in the league trying to get that head coaching spot, and all of a sudden he's getting eight games of experience, regardless if you know he ends up being a coach or not. I mean, at, at the end of the day, how do you think coaches that are trying to get that that head coaching spot should feel when they see a guy like Jeff Saturday just get be given a spot like that. A slap in the face. If you're if you're coaching and your and your thought is to you know eventually be a head coach or want to get your shot and you have somebody who walks off the TV set and gets a job, that's a slap in the face. No, I agree. I agree 100%. And, you know, that's basically what Amber was saying. And she was saying that Reggie Wayne, who's right there on the on the roster, would love an opportunity. And he's been grinding and didn't get that opportunity. And there's many others. And, of course, you can look at Kansas City and Eric Bieniemy, And, you know, I, I feel the same way. I feel like, man, nothing against Saturday, as you mentioned. Great guy, well-respected. You played yeah. at the same time. It's not his fault. He just took the opportunity. Right. He took the opportunity, and I can't fault him. I, I, I do absolutely wish him the best. It's just unfortunate that Ursay and the Colts put him in that situation. Right. Again, we're to talking me. with. Uh, yep. That's why I look at. I agree, hundred percent. Again, we're talking with Lincoln Kennedy here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Allen in Vegas asked us to ask you: Does the Blake Martinez departure say anything about the state of the locker room, in your opinion? No, because I mean, I don't know Blake personally. I, I know that he was part of this system, so that's one of the reasons why the Raiders went after him. But he was sitting on the street when the Raiders got him, right? Right. So it, it's it's one of those things where it's hard to say because I've seen a lot of guys just retire young, not necessarily you know out of it, retire. And I, I, I don't want to speak on the locker room because I haven't had a chance to be in there with those guys. So I don't want to speak on that. No, I understand. I understand. And, uh, like, we've been trying to search for answers as well, Lincoln, just because, you know, we don't know and we just don't know uh, what's going on. So Sam Ellinger, I'm sure in your research you already know, has not had an NFL touchdown pass yet. Um, would it not be rock bottom if he all of a sudden goes into a legion on Sunday and just has a heck of a game? Oh, it would <laughs> Look, we had Davis Mills from Houston, Texas come in, and nobody really ever heard of him prior to that right. game. He'd come in and throw for almost 300 yards and a couple touchdowns. It would not surprise me these days. And whomever comes into the, the into the house or plays against this team because it seems like everyone's had luck and success against them. All right, Lincoln, since the last time we talked, we found out who's going to be calling the plays for the Colts. It's a 30-year-old named Parker Fraser. He's gone from just an assistant, and now he's going to be calling the plays for the Colts. Is that something that players can sense or just like, hey, not saying that he's in over his head, but just like the, the timing of the plays? Is that something that you as an offense, you can kind of sniff out, hey, this guy isn't as good or as sharp as calling plays in as someone else may be? Look, when you're in a locker room, 
everyone's going to get a chance to do their job, including coaches. Because if it works, it works. You're not going to sit back and say that, oh, my gosh, you know, that, that, why is he doing this or why, why, how come it's him? You, players just want to win. So however you can go about winning, and in this case, generating offense, getting movement, scoring touchdowns, and putting yourself up, that's, that's what players are looking for. They don't care, but damn, who's calling the plays. They don't care, <laughs> you know, what, what, what's coming in. Just make sure that what you do we have success with, and that's what people are looking for. No doubt about it. Again, Lincoln Kennedy is our guest right now, Radio Nation Radio 920. Just got a couple more for you, Lincoln. Uh, I said earlier in the show that regardless of the record, regardless of you know draft position at the end of the season, none of that really matters. How important is it for the guys in the locker room to see a win and see some success? If you don't see one soon, then you're going to be looking towards winter and seeing where you're, where you're going to be going on vacation at. You start making vacation plans. That's, right. that's what it is. <laughs> you're looking. You're looking to when the season's over. If you don't, if you don't start seeing wins real soon, like I said, they're not mathematically out of it. But and, and they have to turn it around. They have to get wins. Right. Exactly. And you know, just I mean, just for the sake of hey, yeah, the, what the coaches are telling us is, is correct. I mean, how much does that play a factor? I mean, it plays a big deal because coaches want players to buy in. Right. But if your system of the stuff you have doesn't work, or you you know, and you see a bunch of changes, why were you buying? You're you're probably talking to your agent and your people saying, you know what, I need to get the hell out of here because I don't think this team is going to be around or going to be the same after the season's over. No doubt about it. Well, Lincoln, as we close out, do you have to go back and change all your spotting boards now? Now that Hunter's on IR and Waller's on IR oh and don't, Martinez don't, is yeah, going, don't even, <laughs> don't even tell me. I get, everything's got to change right now. I mean, I'm, I'm I, I've got to fix my board. I'm going to college football game this Saturday, but I got to fix my board tonight when I get to the hotel. Nice. I heard. What, what game are you you calling on Saturday? Wazoo and ASU up in Pullman. Okay. All right. There you go. Well, that'll that'll be fun, and then boom, shoot on to Legion Stadium. So yep. uh, Lincoln, That's always cool. staying busy, man. I I ain't mad at you, man. I actually appreciate the hustle. So thanks so much for your time, brother. Appreciate you as always. We'll see you in the stadium on Sunday. The pleasure is mine. I got to keep these kids fed. They drive me crazy. I already know. I already know. Keep it up, Lincoln. Great job. Lincoln Kennedy right there on the Raiders Radio Network. Uh, of course, he's in the booth with Jason Horowitz. We had him on earlier in the show today. It's always great to get both those guys on at the same time. What we need to do, DeMond, this is what we're going to do. We're getting our new studios. I'm going to kind of take everyone behind the scenes at Lotus Broadcasting. We're getting our new studio sooner rather than later. What we need to do is get set up a roundtable where we have Jason and Lincoln on at the same time, and then me and you. And, and not you know not me at the home studio like I am today, and not you at the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, but all of us just sitting around in the in the same studio, feet up on the table. Well, no, feet not up on the table because it's going to be a new studio, so we can't do that. But still, you know what I mean? Just have like a nice little round table, bring in, uh, bring in JT. I mean, we just need to have like a, a couple-hour show where it's just all of us just – Shooting the bull, man. I think that would be fun. <laughs> you know what? If you can make it happen. I oh, mean, I can make it happen. If you oh, can I make can, it, I'm, hey, I'm look, ready man, for it. If Jesus could turn water into wine, damn it, I could get all of us into the studio together. I'll just be like the <laughs> moderator. I'll be like, okay, you know, because obviously we're going to have to deliberate talking time. You know, so I'll just be like the moderator. You know, oh, you tell you tell me that us us radio guys we we don't mind sharing time. You don't think you think we're gonna go long winded or something? I'm just saying some people are a little greedy. You know, what you, do you mean? Get, Demond, get to, I don't get know what to you're making talking those about. good points. Might have to pull out the handkerchief, start patting yourself down. You know that you get on the yeah, man. Hey, the I'm Grammy a, music starts playing. <laughs> hey, uh, Q, you know other people got some good points to make too. Q, you're gonna have to go ahead and close this thing out, man. Hey, Q, Q. Two minutes ago, you said you're on your final point. All right, we got, we're done. We we're, were supposed good. to take a break 45 minutes ago. This is actually the whole hour. <laughs>
<laughs> hey, us radio dudes, we ain't worth the salt. I know it. I know it, man. We ain't worth the damn. Look, there's one thing that I did in school and I talked. My my teacher used to tell my mom, you know what? He don't do anything he's supposed to do in class, but when it comes time to reading out loud, he reads beautifully. That was their words, so not mine, but uh, I'll take it. It's the only thing I did right in class. I ain't mad at that. 417 is the time. Many thanks to Lincoln Kennedy. Definitely appreciate his time this afternoon. This is Rare Nature Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Got a text from Vegas Pete. We do have Matt Roberts, Baylor Associate Director of Athletics, joining us in a few minutes. Vegas Pete hit us up on the text line at 69187, keyword r Still looking for a sponsor for the text line, by the way. Ready to sponsor the text line, something that we use all day long. Feel free to hit us up. Vegas Pete said, I'm excited to see the preseason stars. Also, Ziggler should raid other teams' practice squad. 30-plus one-year deals on this team. They're being judged to see if they should be kept. Uh, and there's, you know, there's a lot There's a lot for these players to play for these final nine games, right? I mean, of course, there's a lot for us to continue to watch. And, you know, no matter what the record is, as soon as the season's over, we're all going to be sour because the season's going to be over. And Raider Nation, it's going to be over sooner rather than later, right? I mean, before you know it, hell, we're already in week 10 of the NFL season, which is incredible to me to even think that we're in week 10. That's that's. That's just it seems like the season just got started, even though going back to Allen of Vegas's point when he called in earlier, uh, really never ever did get started. So uh yeah, it's just it's to know we're already in week ten is is pretty wild. So sooner rather than later, all of a sudden we'll be talking about the Super Bowl and we'll be in Arizona uh providing the sound similar to what we did a year ago in LA. The only difference is I apparently I have to keep my backpack on my bag my bag at all times so it doesn't get jacked by the black guy in the tan jacket, aka Jared. <laughs> right? So uh, we'll be ready to do that again this upcoming year, and then we'll find out who the Super Bowl champs are, and then we'll be talking about the draft. We'll be talking about free agency. We'll be talking about all that stuff. So there's still plenty to you know to soak in these uh, final nine games. But uh, to Vegas Pete's point, there's a lot of guys that are playing for jobs. You know, Josh Jacobs. No matter what he does, he's out there. He's auditioning for 31 other teams. You know, he's well, really 32 teams because he's still auditioning for the silver and black moving forward. But for 31 other teams in the league as well. You know, and he's doing a hell of a job, and I think he's earned himself some good money so far this year. Another guy outside of the building, and this has nothing to do with the Raiders, so please don't get it twisted. Another guy that has earned a lot of money this year, though, DeMond, is crazy, is Geno Smith in Seattle. He has mm-hmm. earned himself some money, and I never to this. I mean, even right now, I still can't believe that I'm even saying that. But he has earned himself some money. I don't know where he's going to play next year. It might be Seattle. But, man, whatever the case may be, he earned himself some money. I got to give him props on that. I yeah, really what do you do. mean might be Seattle? Shoot, they they could get first place in the division. I mean, and if that happens, they're going to re-sign him. Most likely, but maybe he tries to break the bank. And maybe they say, yeah, it's, uh, no thanks. You know how free agency goes, man. Free agency is fool's gold. Free agency is, is you know, J.C. Jackson-type money, right? Going and, and all of a sudden sign some big me- mega deal. You never know. I, I'm with you. I think it makes sense for him to return to Seattle, but I, if you had told me that at the beginning of the year that, oh, yeah, I'm going to be talking about in Week 10 that Geno Smith has earned himself a lot of money and that there's going to be multiple teams that are going to want his, uh, his, his abilities next season, I would have called you a liar, right? I mean, it even sounds weird to me right now, and I know that that's the truth, right? You know who it's could just, use a Geno Smith right now? Don't go there, please. Don't the go Jets. There. Okay. The oh, Jets. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, call him back. Up. I was like, call please. up that old thing. I was like, please, don't, please don't go there. I don't need any rumors started. <laughs> you know what I heard on Raider Nation Radio? No, you didn't. There's this website, and I don't mind calling them out because, and it's not a disrespectful thing, but Raiders beat 
that website is always quoting our station. It's like every time I see a, a, a article from him, it's like, oh, Adam Hill. They had an article about what Adam Hill said on our show yesterday. It said Adam Hill for, was on Unnecessary Roughness or Vinny Bonsignor was Unnecessary Roughness. But it never says, like, you know, Q or DeMond asked to, you know, so it never says us. And then on, this, on top of that, they, uh, they never say, like, who the person is, you know, who writes the article. It just says Raiders Beat. It never has a, uh, a name of it. And so I would always like to put a name and associate with someone. But apparently Did Adam not. say anything newsworthy yesterday? Uh, I mean, he was great. Adam's no, always great. Yeah, Adam's always great. He was talking about uh, John Abram and how he, uh. he, he just really kind of uh, didn't fit in the locker room. I mean, and, again, it's nothing, it's nothing bad. It's nothing like that's what I'm saying. It's not me trying to bash him or anything. It's just it's funny. They always quote the station. So, um, you know, I say that because I was talking about what you said with Geno Smith, and you're like, who, you, can, you know who could use him? I was thinking, oh, no, don't, please don't go there because someone's going to write that. Oh, Brandon's Radio said. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like I heard on Unnecessary Roughness with Q, you know, <laughs> That'll be the time where my name is thrown in there, right? Or your name is thrown in there. Damon said, no, no. No, no, no. They, I wouldn't get enough eyeballs. I'm nobody. They'd attach it to your name. No, I ain't nobody <laughs> neither, dog. I, hey, look, man. I ain't no, I'm just another cat, man. No, nah, no, not I'm to just, the nation, Q. No, no, believe me. Have you seen my Twitter? <laughs> Somebody, you remember Remember when all the uh, the TMZ hoopla was going around Twitter? Yeah. Thanks, Elon Musk. But someone said, I knew it wasn't real because I didn't see you tweet about it. I saw that reply, Q. Yeah, and you know what I said? What did I say? What did I say on that reply? I don't even know if I responded to it. Look, I am nobody. I am no insider. I am just a dude who talks on the radio, man. I am not that guy, right? I don't. I don't know. That's not me at all. Uh, I just think it's it's funny sometimes. But yeah, I'm glad that that was that was something, wasn't it? That was hell on wheels, waiting for something to happen. Jeez. Guess who got got today? Who? Rich Eisen. You can no. listen to him on R and R. No, did he really? He got, got today. It was um. A, I was in a meeting earlier. I didn't hear that. He deleted the tweet, but I still saw it while it was up. It was like the Brooklyn. <laughs> it was Adrian Rojanowski, but the blue check mark. Oh, with Kyrie got Kyrie got released, and yeah, and, and Rich Eisen quote tweeted and said, "Wow, had to come back and be like, hey, <laughs> yeah, I saw who else? Someone else that I think Adam Hill got got by that same." Uh, that same tweet, I th- was it Adam Hill that said, "Oh, he'll be in L.A. or somewhere by you know in a month or so." Or I didn't see if Adam got got. Man. I think I think he. But did now get- I'm on like a watch of like who's getting who's getting got. Doc, you have to look and then look again and then look again to make sure. Like when the Waller news came out from Adam Schefter, I remember it was right at the end of the morning tailgate. They had just closed out the show, and I said, "Man, did you see the news on Waller?" And they said, "No." Did the Raiders send it out? And I go, "No, it's from Schefter." And Heidi said. Are you sure it's from Schefter? <laughs> I said, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't double check and triple check. <laughs> it's so. got me not believing real news. When I was doing the fight game today, the guest was R.J. Clifford, and he has a podcast, the Autumn Windbags. I'll give him a plug there. But I was just like, yeah, Darren Waller, how you feeling about your Raiders? He's like, yeah, and Hunter Renfro too. And I and I didn't say it, but I'm like, Hunter Renfro. Right. Like, well, what are you talking about? He right. broke the news to me because. You it's know, happening so fast. You know what's funny is, and and Matt Roberts is coming up next. What's funny is my mom broke the Hunter Renfro news to me. I didn't even know about Hunter Renfro at first. I knew about Darren Waller, and then I got in the car and I was driving home. And of course, I'm not on my phone while I'm driving because I'm actually safe driving. So I have my phone plugged in, and you know I do the little the voice to text and all that other stuff while I'm driving. I don't I won't put my phone in my hand because that's how that bad things happen. That's how real bad things happen. So I don't do that. I try to be as safe as possible. But all of a sudden, I got a text from my mom, and you know, I hit the button, and it's like Hunter Renfro and Waller, dang, or whatever like that. And I was like, what? 
And so then all of a sudden I got curious and I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. So I got to a red light and I had to look. I had to I had to break my own rule. I picked up my phone. I was like, damn. <laughs> so there it was. So I was like, man, mom is the new Shefty. She's breaking news for me. So uh, there you go. Uh, thank you, mom, for passing on the information. It was coming so fast and furious today. Uh, I had to, I didn't even know if it was real half the time, but it, it sure enough was. Uh, let's get one quick call and then we'll get Matt Roberts, uh, Baylor Associate Director, to join the show. Uh, how about Raider Mark and Henderson? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, what's going on, Q? And Chilling. My, hey, hey, Q, man, you're famous, man. My brother in North Carolina follows you all the time, man, and he always <laughs> asks about you, man. I said, man, I haven't seen uh, Q in a while, but once I see him, I'll tell him uh, what's up for you. Nice. But, uh, man, with, with the you know, with the Raiders and everything, man, you know, we're just uh, it's frustrating, man. Earlier, you guys, you were talking about everything was going on with the team and everything, and now with the release, yeah, not the release, with the IR, with uh, Renfro and Waller, man, it just seems like, we're, uh, I don't know, man, are we tanking? I, I don't think so. But, uh, you know, when Tay was talking, to, you know, uh, with the reporters and talking about what was happening, mm-hmm. it seemed like, man, the game plan changes every second half. Right. And it's kind of curious, man. And a lot, a lot of my brothers uh, would talk about the Raider Nation uh, brothers I have, and they're saying, man, I, you know, Josh McDaniels, man, I, I, I think he wants to get rid of all the Gruden players. And I, I don't know, man. But you, I know you guys had a good insight, man. I just wanted to chime in, man, see what's up with you guys. And hopefully I see you guys uh, you know, during the rest of the season, man. But you guys take it easy. All right, man. Appreciate the call. Good stuff. And, yeah, I'll say this about getting rid of certain guys and bringing other certain guys in. I remember at the Pro Bowl, during the Pro Bowl practices, I was talking to Kirk Morrison uh, there, and he was saying that, you know, whenever a new regime comes in, they always want their guys, regardless of – you know, what, what they, who they are or whatever, they always want their guys. So, you know, like Unique Ngakwe and Chandler Jones, and Chandler Jones was, you know, this regime's guy, and he was a guy that has been in their system before, so he can help kind of, uh, you know, teach that system and, and also – uh, kind of keep everyone together in the locker room. And so a lot of times, for one reason or the other, uh, regimes will always kind of cycle out the older guys and bring in some newer guys. And I remember having a pretty good conversation with Kirk about that uh, at the Pro Bowl practices here in Las Vegas. We'll get back to that conversation in just a minute. Joining us on the phone lines is my good friend, Matt Roberts, Baylor Associate Director of Athletics. And Matt, how are you doing this afternoon, my man? It's been a minute since we talked, but, you know, if you went from – being a, a TV guy covering Baylor to actually working at Baylor. How's everything going? That's right, man. It's good to hear your voice. Feels like old times. Yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, it's great, man. Baylor, Baylor's uh, rolling right now, and uh, it's a fun time to be a Baylor Bear. No doubt. And uh, if I'm correct, uh, Baylor, the, the hoop team, Scott Drew and company, are coming to Vegas soon, right? Yes, next week we'll be at the Continental Tire main event. Uh, got a, a fun squad once again this year. We'll be playing Virginia uh, a week nice. from tomorrow, and then uh, either UCLA or Illinois. So it's a, it's a great tournament, and I know the guys are excited to get out there. Nice, nice. Well, I've got to catch up with you guys for sure, so I'll, I'll definitely make that happen uh, when you guys are out here next week, man. I definitely look forward to that. Again, we're talking with Matt Roberts here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Now, Matt, I wanted to have you on. It's funny, I was uh, doing some research yesterday when I saw that uh, Fred Hickman had passed, and I was doing some research, and all of a sudden I realized that you guys were colleagues and that you worked together, and I actually saw a video uh, when Shaq was talking uh, bad about Fred on, uh, on uh, Inside the NBA on TNT because 
Fred was the only one that voted for AI when he was uh, the, the MVP, and he had that opportunity to be the unanimous MVP, but he wasn't because Fred actually voted for AI. And so you guys were having a really good interaction. I realized, I was like, man, what a small world. Matt and Fred are sitting there talking to each other. And I never knew Fred, but I grew up watching them, and I you know, really respected them from a distance. So uh, what was that, just that interaction right there, that, that particular time when uh, he was reacting to what Shaq had to say, what was that like for you? Man, it was it was uh, it was very Fred, you know. Like he 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 was who he was, and and he had his opinions, and you know he really stood firm in what he believed, and he just went, you know, in that moment he he had the opportunity to kind of defend himself. Obviously, Shaq is really big in Baton Rouge, being a, a former LSU Tiger, and you know he's on the air in Baton Rouge, and so you know he had a chance to to you know speak his piece and. You know, that that was, uh, you know, just one of those moments where when Fred, you know, it's kind of like uh, running the, the ISO. When, when Fred's got <laughs> the ball and he's rolling, man, everyone clear out and just let him, let him do his thing. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that that was really cool. And so uh, Fred was great. Again, like I said, I never knew him, but just I knew of his work. And I saw him at multiple different uh, stints that he, you know, had at CNN, ESPN, everything that he did. And he was fantastic. So how was it working, you know, alongside a guy that was as great as Fred? Man, that's the crazy thing is, is I, you know, I knew him from SportsCenter a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, my father-in-law was a huge, huge fan of his when he was at CNN with Nick Charles. And, he, you know, he, he found out I was going to work with Fred Hickman. He's like, you got to be kidding me. Like, oh, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's amazing. And, you know, this guy's a legend. And, and he really was. And you look at all the things that, that he accomplished in his career and all the, um, you know, the, the places he worked, the things he was a part of. Like, it really was incredible. And he, he was you know, helping us kind of relaunch that station down there in Baton Rouge. They needed a name, and what bigger name to get than, than Fred Hickman. And so it was really cool to know that going in, and then just to get to know him and work with him every single day. I mean, given all those things that he, he accomplished, he still was, uh, you know, he was down to earth. He he would speak his piece, but he was he was always just kind. He was generous with his time. Man, he would tell stories from from people he covered teams he covered games he was at um and you know again you just kind of kind of give him the ball and let him go and he he just loved to have fun and you know just kind of interacting on social media with some of my coworkers that worked in Baton Rouge with him and you know they all had the same thing to say you know every, everyone was was heartbroken yesterday and, and it was a real gut punch when you found out that that Fred had passed away cuz you felt like he was your friend like he, you know he, every single day he you know, came in sports office and, and asked what was going on. And then, you know, he, he dropped a, a Fred story on you, which was, was awesome. And so it was really, it was tough yesterday to, to, you know, hear that he had passed away, but to see the outpouring of support and, and all of us that had worked with him kind of banding together and sharing their stories about Fred and just the kind of person he was, it was, it was really cool and, and speaks to really who he was. Again, we're talking with Matt Roberts here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on Necessary Roughness, talking about the passing of Fred Hickman. And so I got to ask you, I mean, you teed it up. You talked about a Fred story. You talked about him sharing some of his knowledge. What's your What's your favorite Fred Hickman story that you remember? Man, I'm trying to I, – I, as soon as you said that, I started trying to, to rack <laughs> my brain. Uh, you know, I just think overall, like, he he had a story for just about everybody. I mean, right. and he, he had crossed paths with just about everybody in sports. And again – I mean, the, the, the Shaq thing was great that we had. There was one time, um, I, it, this is a really obscure uh, reference, but, you know, the Pelicans were horrible, and Fred, 
Fred had no problem, you know, kind of talking about that and, and kind of poking, poking some jabs. Cause he was, he was a big Atlanta sports fan. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it, he was working in South Louisiana, which those two things don't always go together super well, but, right. uh, you know, it, it, it was, uh, I think it was, it was like Ryan Anderson and Kevin Garnett had gotten into some spat and, you know, we just got up there and we just started kind of joking about, uh, you know, Ryan Anderson was, he was a, you know, super dude and just kind of joking around. And, and that's the great thing you could do with Fred was, you know, he had the knowledge that, you know, you, you could go back and forth with him. Sometimes, you know, news anchors are sitting on their phone during the, the sports segment, not really paying attention, but Fred was ready to, to box with you when you got back. So it was, that was, uh, you know, I just always loved just the, the back and forth that he had and, and he had a story for everybody or every situation. You know, it's funny, like every stop of life that I've had and every walk of life that I've had and, and everyone I've come across, including yourself, and, and you've provided opportunities for me as well. But I always feel like I've learned something from somebody and I've learned from people that are professionals and are really good at what they do. Uh, you working side by side with Fred and having the opportunity to, you know, hear him and hear his stories and all that. How much did that kind of help mold you into what you wanted to be later on? Yeah, I think it's great to see a guy that was comfortable in his own skin. And, uh, you know, he'd done everything there was to do in this business, and he did it um, by believing in himself and knowing that, you know, his his work ethic would would help him get to where he was. And, uh, you know, as long as you work hard and, and put the work in to, you know, to back up whatever it is that you're doing, I, I think you can do anything that you want. And that he was certainly that way uh, when I got to know him and, and – you know, when situations would arise, he would say, you know, just to, to stand firm and, and stand your ground. And as long as you, you've done the research and you've done the legwork, then, you know, you know, stay for what you believe in. Right. Absolutely. That's that's great words to, to live by, especially in our business, as you very well know. Yeah. I mean, you you know, you were you were at the TV station. And you've done uh, all that work. I mean, you know, your your job now at Baylor, I'm sure, is, is awesome. But I mean, man, there's many a days that we had the grind, man, and we had to figure out exactly what was going on and find out the, the truth and, you know, either stand by what we had to say or not. I mean, that's it's a tough business sometimes, Matt. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, and he you know, he's a guy that you know, I would go on TV and whether it was, you know, Abilene or Lubbock or Baton Rouge or Waco, you know, you go on, you, you, you stand by what you, you say and, and you believe in it. And he did that on CNN. He did that on ESPN. He right. did that at, at literally the highest stage possible. So, you know, he was a guy that not only said it, but, but he acted that way. And you could see that in, you know, the way that he went about his, his daily work. Yeah, that's awesome, man. It really is. It's awesome to hear. And, uh, you know, I, got, I have coworkers and, and JT the Brick who had some really good interactions with them. Matter of fact, going back to that whole Shaq story, had some good interactions with them live on the radio, you know, back and forth. And so I thought that that was uh, really cool as well. Well, Matt, thanks so much for just sharing a, a few of the, you know, your memories and your thoughts on Fred. And I uh, hate to hear about him passing away. Like I said, never, I never met him personally, but I felt like he was one of those guys, Matt, that you feel like you know, even though you don't really actually know him if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's kind of how everyone, you know, we, we worked with him some for not very long, some for years. And, you know, it didn't matter. Everyone was hurting yesterday when they heard about Fred, because that's just the impact he left on everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again, like I said, so much for your time. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, congratulations on your job at Baylor. And uh, you guys got a big weekend this coming up, uh, this coming up weekend there in Waco. 
That's right. Yeah, big, big weekend for football and basketball. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on, and uh, it's good to hear your voice again, and uh, love to do it again sometime in the future. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I'll, I'll see you next week, man. I, when, you, when you guys get out here to Vegas, man, I'll, I'll make sure I stop by and check you guys out, and uh, would love to catch up with Coach Drew as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to see you, man. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for your time, brother. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me. All right, there he goes. Matt Roberts, Baylor Associate Director right there of uh, Athletics. Does a fantastic job. And, again, I mean, my man was uh, working at the TV station there in Central Texas. And uh, when I went from ESPN Central Texas to Fox Sports Central Texas, actually uh, put me on TV with them. It was by way of Zoom because everything was by Zoom at that point. But uh, put me on TV like once a week talking about some Baylor athletics. We had a little roundtable on Zoom, myself and Steven Simcox and, and him and Mandy Knight. We did a – it was a hell of a show, man. We had a lot of fun. And so – uh, he kind of opened up a few doors for me, and uh, man, just it's it's crazy how small this business is, man. You always realize that uh, you know you'll know someone from somewhere, and uh, it was so funny, Demond, when I was doing a little bit of uh, extra research yesterday on Fred. One of the first videos that popped up was Matt and him talking about what Shaq had to say about Fred deciding to uh, to vote for AI for the MVP, and I was like, dang, that's that's my guy. That's Matt. That's Matt Roberts. And so I immediately sent a text to him. We started going back and forth, so I thought that was cool and I uh, wanted to go ahead and, and shut, you know, use a couple minutes here on the show uh, to show some love and some, some uh, you know, respect to the late, great Fred Hickman, a guy that I never met but I definitely respected from a distance. 4.41 is the time. When we come back, Heidi Fang from the Morning Tailgate and, of course, the RJ. She does a great job over there at Vegas Nation. Uh, she was in the Raiders locker room earlier today, and she had an opportunity to catch up with the new Raider on the practice squad, Reggie Ragland. We'll hear from Reggie next as we close out the show. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, here's your boy Q. You can check out Clay Baker as week 10 of the NFL season gets started this evening. He's at Chickies and Pete's inside of Sahara, Las Vegas. It's a Thursday night get down, and uh, they got some great food. I got I got to do a ESPN national show tonight with Freddie and Fitzsimmons. I'm filling in for them, or filling in for Ian Fitzsimmons. Uh, or if not, man, <laughs> Chickies and Pete's would be the spot that I'd be at uh, for for uh, Thursday night football. Uh, really good uh, uh, food and great atmosphere, plenty of TVs, and Clay's got plenty of prizes as well. So I definitely uh, encourage anyone who's in and around the area to go and, and check that spot out and check him out and get hooked up with some prizes. He'll be there till at least 8 o'clock this evening, so go check out Clay at Chickies and Pete's. Right now, Clay's tag team partner, Heidi Fang, from the Morning Tailgate. Of course, her, Vinny Bonsignor, and Clay, they, they rob represent here on Raider Nation Radio 920 every single morning, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Heidi was at the uh, Raiders locker room. Vinny's not there. He's uh, he's actually taking his son to Ole Miss. Uh, they're going to go ahead and tour the campus. He's going to visit the campus as he may be going to Ole Miss uh, next season, and that'll be really cool as he's about to graduate from Coronado High School right here in Henderson. So a uh, shout-out to Vinny Bonsignor and family who are out there visiting. So Heidi uh, held it down inside the locker room and had an opportunity to catch up with the newest Raider on the practice squad, signed today as linebacker Reggie Raglan. Coming in here to the Raiders, what's this like for you to kind of come in, join this organization, uh, Being especially from Alabama, you got some familiar faces around here. Oh man, it's fun uh, just to get my feet back in the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't been on the team in almost a year, so uh, it's just fun. I just want to come in here and just build a bond with my new teammates, man, and just fit in the best way I can. How did it go today for you going through warm-ups, practice, and everything with the team? Oh, it, it felt good. You know, um, I took some scout team reps today and took some team reps. So it felt good just to get back out there and just start moving around. A little sore, but 
of it as part of the game. I know you've seen Blake Martinez's career, surely, and then hearing today that he retired. Just uh, what does that do right now, impact-wise, the, the linebacker core, and uh, just what are your thoughts on his retirement? Oh, man, uh, he had a hell of a career, man. Shout-outs to Blake. I played with Blake last year in New York, man, so if he felt like it was time for him to go, you know, yeah, he just felt like it was the best time for him, so uh, he, he did what's for him, uh, right for him and his family. So I'm excited for him to be on the other side, and uh, and it just uh, it gave me opportunity to come back and play the game that I love. So, um, so for, for me wise, <laughs> I can say I'm happy. But for Blake, man, I can say uh, congratulations, man. You got a hell of a career, man, and uh, just go be a dad finally. What's it like right now working with Antonio Pierce and getting uh, involved with this defense? Oh man, I've been uh, I've been knowing Antonio for a long time, so. Me and Antonio go back to when I was in high school at the opening. So um, he coached me a little bit then, and then just getting to meet him at a different couple other things um, going through my career. So it's fun. Uh, he's a Super Bowl winning linebacker just like me. I got my chance to win in Kansas City. He won in New York. So um, I know I'm going to learn a lot from him. And uh, he's, he's a great guy to be around and just learn from the game. Smart, very tough. So I'm excited to get to work with him. The coaches talk too much about just in terms of a runway for you, in terms of you know getting back to playing and everything like that. Like, what's that timeline look like? Uh, whenever they decide for me to come out there. So uh, right now I'm just trying to keep getting better, know the playbook, and uh, gradually work myself back into it. So uh, we don't want to just strain and mess nothing up. I did my first day back, so but um, whenever they decide. I'll be ready. So what's like your process in terms of, you know, you said it's been a while since you've been on a team here, you know, your process of getting acclimated to being back to like your, your playing, you know, wind and whatnot. Um, for that to happen, I just got to keep getting out there practicing, understanding the playbook. You know, you got to mess it up to get it right so you can keep getting it right over and over. So, um, but I have to take care of my body, getting in the cold tubs, getting treatment, everything like that. So when my number is called, I can just go out there. Well, this team is off to a two and six start. I don't think anybody in this locker room would have predicted that. What's just been your initial take on like the temperature of the room and sort of the mental? Where, where are the team? Where the team is at mental right now? Uh, you'd be surprised, man. Uh, you could tell everybody's still in a in a good space because uh, it's not over till it's over. So uh, you never know. You could pop it off and just go on a crazy run right now. So uh, right now you just got to work day by day and just keep getting better. So, but you never know. Uh, it's still a whole lot of football left, so we can go on a run and still do what we do. There you go right there. Reggie Ragland signed to the practice squad today by the Silver and Black. And, man, they had a lot of different transactions happen today, right? He was just one of them uh, with Blake Martinez retiring. And like he said, uh, I've actually uh, – he worked with uh, Blake and played with Blake in, uh, in New York. And so he said it's time to go and be a dad. And sometimes that just happens, right? I mean, we talk about it all the time. Why would a guy want to retire, this, that, and the other? Look, if something's not going the way you're, you're, you're expecting it to go, if you're not having fun and you realize that, hey, you know what? At some point, I, I just need to go and be with my family. I need to do this, that, and the other. Sometimes those kind of things happen. Football is definitely a grind, man, and these guys are, are humans, man. These guys have lives. It's not just football, 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 football. I mean, there's a lot of things that are missed. And, you know, I, I always try to find the balance in life, and I know that my balance is terrible. I am the worst person. I need a balanced counselor. <laughs> right? I am the worst because I miss so much stuff because of work and, and the fact that it's like work, 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 work. But – you know, at some point, you, you miss out on some things that, you know, you're, that your family's got going on. And so at some point, you just kind of look at it, and some of these guys, they can afford. I can't afford to say, uh, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and shut it on down. I'm going to go ahead and retire. I'm good. I mean, we're not, you know, blessed like that. But if you have the opportunity to do it, do it. So that's what Blake Martinez did. Some of the roster moves that happened today. 
Wide receiver Hunter Renfro is put on IR. Darren Waller is put on IR. Blake Martinez, as mentioned, retired. Uh, Curtis Bolton was signed from the to the active roster from the practice squad, and the man you just heard from, Reggie Raglan, uh, was signed to the practice squad from uh, you know from not having a job at all. And so you heard him hadn't played in a long time. It's going to take him a while to get out there on the field. I don't know what Reggie Raglan brings to the table. The one thing I know about him coming out of Alabama, as I'm a guy that really likes Alabama football, uh, he he's a tackling machine. He's not, um, you know, he's not the the prototypical uh, linebacker these days, the kind that you're looking for these days, where it's the sideline to sideline guy, the three down. But he's not that guy. He's a guy who's a traditional thumper. He's a guy that's going to get downhill. He's very similar to Blake Martinez. Right Again, Blake Martinez is not a guy that was going to cover the tight ends. He was not going to be able to cover the running backs out of the backfield. He's not Roquan Smith. He's Reggie Ragland. And, again, he played a major role at Alabama. Uh, he was a hell of a linebacker there. I'm not taking anything from him, but uh, we're just going to call it what it is. It's not, he's not a guy that uh, you think is going to be a sideline-to-sideline -side uh, linebacker. He just isn't. So uh, excited to see what he brings to the table. I don't expect to see him this week. Maybe not even next week, right? I mean, it's going to take him a little while to get acclimated and get his legs underneath him. The last thing you want to do is put him out there and set him up for failure. So uh, we'll see what happens when uh, Reggie Ragland becomes part of the a part of the mix. But uh, many thanks to Heidi for sending that over. You heard Heidi Fang there, Jesse Merrick uh, from News Three, and also Cassie Soto, who uh, Cassie will join us at some point tomorrow on the show at Buffalo Wild Wings on uh, Wallapai and uh, West Flamingo. <laughs> One thing that Reggie said there, though, that was actually, it was, oh, it's so insightful, and it's like, oh, man, you really got to do that. He said you got to mess it up to get it right, and that's good for him, the guy that's just, you know, just now coming to the team, yeah. but then it made me think of this whole season. Right. Well, and I'm about to say they messed it up. Yeah, they yeah, messed exactly. it up. <laughs> he said it, and like, and for the context for him, it was like, oh yeah, man, that's a good point. You know, you do got to mess it. You got to learn from your mistakes. Right. Got to mess it up to get it right. But it's like, no, 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 no. I'm tired of people messing it up. <laughs> it's been enough, enough mess ups already, right? Enough mess ups already. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, at some point, you just got to sit back and you got to kind of uh, get a laugh at it. Six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. Cucamonga Raiders said the wheels came off the bus after the Saints game and the Jaguars game sealed our fate. I like to think I'm a very understanding person, and our and for the first time, I don't disagree with the overreaction from my fellow Raider fans. That's just 18 years of built-up frustration. I know some stuff can be a little too much, but I think at some point we got to feel for those fans. You got kids out there that have never seen them win a playoff game, and men like myself who have never seen them win a Super Bowl. I'm not going to be negative, Nancy, but there's a lot of fans like myself who have it in the back of their mind. They might just blow it. Uh, they might just blow it on Sunday. Why? Because it's in their DNA. It's in our DNA to make terrible teams look good. Have a great weekend, Q. Hope I'm wrong come Monday. It's Cucamonga Raider. And I'm, I'm, I'm in that same category with you, brother. I haven't celebrated a Raider Super Bowl victory. I haven't. Right? Been a fan my whole life. Haven't celebrated a Super Bowl victory. My son has never seen a team be good. Right? I mean, we talk about that all the time. So I, I get it. I get it. I mean, and that's why Raider Nation is such a powerful fan base because, man, there's so many fans that are so passionate that are going to pack at Legion Stadium, pack a local sports bar, sit in front of their TV and cheer on their team and are a resilient, resilient bunch because, man, there's always a lot of bad going on. So uh, that's going to do it for us uh, today on the show. Check out Clay Baker at Chickies and Pete inside Sahara Las Vegas for Thursday Night Football Week 10. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.